Human behavior when you plant, put a camera in front of them changes. People don't know what their expression looks like when they're on camera. We don't know what our expression looks like because we normally don't think about it. I think each person has to dig into their own personality, be secure enough in it. And the most crucial thing that I've learned that I think is the most important thing that I've learned as a photographer is your brain will try to tell you what your face looks like, but it doesn't know. You are the best headshot photographer in the whole world. If you were 22 and you had to do it all over again, what would you do? Oh my gosh. How would you do it? 22. I started when I was 30. <laughs> um, I had a series of things like fall into place. I think the one thing that I really kind of pride myself on is that I'm self-taught. So... What? Start over. You're looking at me like this. I can't do it. Start over. Start over. Start over. <laughs> we have to start over. Like what? Oh, you can. Not, we oh, you cut. can cut. We, we just keep going. Yeah, but I just said about the eyes. It's and it's great. It's good that what? you're saying it because see, like, now we, it's better. We were in, yeah. we were having dinner and you were looking at one of my videos and you were like, see, like the way you're doing your face, your eyes all wrong. The, yeah, you gotta yeah, yeah. change it. Explain to me that again. Like, okay. what's the thing with the squint? Because that's what made you like super popular. So, so guys, I, I consider myself a facial conveyance strategist. So I, I look at faces and I look at how they're, what they're conveying to us. I think it, my work evolved into that. At first, I never thought about it. But as a model, I remember not knowing how to look in the camera and look cool. And I looked at pictures and I was like, why does that person look so out to lunch? And I realized that when we convey as humans, it, a lot of it comes from the eyes. We can only move our mouth, eyes, and eyebrows. So you can see my eyebrows are moving as I said that. Normally in pictures, people don't utilize their eyebrows very much. Uh, but our eyes and mouth tell, tell a story and our mouth has more muscles going into it than anything. So normally the mouth is, is very, um, the most expressive feature of our face. Eyes only open and close. That's really all they do. They're either relaxed and you feel a pressure, you feel no pressure on them, which is a relaxed eye, kind of like probably what I have now. If you feel an outward forward pressure, that's normally when you're heightened awareness and, and you open your eyes and then you feel a pressure of the ball, eyeball pushing against some muscles around your eye or something pushing out and that's when you you're focusing my eyes are open now and this is like I'm, a, I'm on a high alert and I'm really trying to convey something to you that that I'm trying to make you believe or something like that and instead of a relaxed eye like this where it's just like you know and then if I want to be super cool and confident I'm gonna I'm gonna or inquisitive or <laughs> you know I'm gonna squinch which is like this and I try and teach people this and, and you feel your eyes coming back and your muscles in your lower eyelid coming up and it's kind of like a and your brows get involved and there's a thought process that it looks like so I like people to look like they're in thought uh, in my work a lot of times I'll confuse people on purpose and they'll be like they'll look like this and and I'm, they're like but I look confused I was like yeah it's kind of cool uh, it's mostly based on uh, like my work's based on camera visibility so I don't want a camera to be the focus of the human so when you look into a camera it's very uh, cold it's a it's a hunk of metal plastic and glass so you look through it and you don't get that connection with the human being so I want that connection with the human being so I want it to be the like the camera's not there 
So if the camera's not there, that means that the person would be behaving like they would without a camera, which I try to watch them before they get in front of the camera to see if I can capture that. So that's kind of cool. Um, I was in a, I was speaking for Google. My first talk was for Google in 2012. And Sergey Brin had on the Google glasses at the time and he had a camera in here and he goes, look in here. And I was like in there and I pointed like this and he took the picture. And uh, I said, hey, can I get that picture? And he said, there's only five emails in this, these glasses and yours isn't one of them. And I was like, that was really nice. <laughs> I was like, oh shit. But my friend who was working with, with him at the time uh, got me the picture. So after he took the picture, I said, well, why can't we, can we, I know the camera's over here. I wanna be taking pictures when the person's not aware. Is there any way we can make a contact lens with a camera on it so I could just, you know, look at, this was 2012. I think they're making one now. <laughs> He's like, he just said to me, not right now, we can't. And I think, but I was like, I'm implanting that so that you come up with the, the contact lens with the camera in it so that I can shoot and nobody would know I was shooting. I'm sure spies have this kind of stuff already, right? But I think that that's so cool because human behavior, when you plant, put a camera in front of them changes, right? Everybody feels that, especially when they're on a camera that's recording live, right? So you're you know you're being recorded, you're aware of it. I look at old recordings of myself when I'm on camera and I, and, and I was an actor, like I was terrible. I don't know how I ever thought I could do that. My acting coach was really good. He convinced me I was good. I was very good, I think, with him, like, but the minute I got in front of anybody else, I was a disaster area. But all that training, I studied acting for like three years, two, two years really strong. Uh, all that training helped me when I got on stage for, for what I do now. Uh, and in front of cameras all the time. So whenever somebody's directing me, I'm like, I'm like, I've been directed. I've modeled for like, like when people direct me, especially photographers, I, I do this workshop called the Headshot Intensive. I have photographers direct me. I go into character. I use my acting chops. Right. I become Joe the plumber or whoever. And whenever they direct me and they're directing me towards some sort of comfort level, I know that it's ingrained in photographers to try and they're not doing what I, I consider myself a facial conveyance strategist. So I'm looking at their face, I'm seeing what it's conveying and I'm trying to mold their expression. People don't uh, know what their expression looks like when they're on camera. Like we don't know what our expression looks like because we normally don't think about it. And our, we're, the one thing that we're very fortunate at is that our subconscious is the most, it creates it knows how to make us look our most attractive. That's why subconsciously driven smiles are the most attractive. When you have a real smile, it's infectious. Like it's our subconscious, we don't think about it. Whenever somebody's asked to smile on cue, it's like, it's terrible. It's terrible. My job becomes, it's all about getting the person to forget about the camera while technically taking a sound picture, but forgetting about the camera yeah. and putting them at ease and then trying to see what their face is conveying and getting them to, think about things in ways that they would without the camera there. So the number one thing I always like to say this because this is true after 20 some odd years of shooting this, the, the most crucial thing that I've learned that I think is the most important thing that I've learned as a photographer is that your brain will try to tell you what your face looks like but it doesn't know. So people think that their brain is right. So their brain's telling them, no, your face looks like this, you should do this, when, it, when they look like totally like a deer in the headlights. They look like this, and their brain's telling them that's right. I'm like, 
You don't listen to your brain. Listen to me. I'm looking at your face. Uh -huh. I see your face. Your face is a mess. Like, what are you doing? Yeah, don't do that. Like, and then I have them make faces, and they're like, that feels weird. Yeah, because you're used to making that face subconsciously. Of course it's weird. It's going to be foreign to you. We're novice at controlling our facial expressions. Like, could you imagine if we had that on our plate every day? Like, if you had to go around thinking about, well, I'm walking by this person. Let me pull the corners of my mouth toward the, my earlobes now. <laughs> like the, your brain just does it. You make eye contact with somebody, you feel you're in a good mood, you hit a little smile at them, they get that back, it's kind of nice. Uh, I, think, I don't think there's enough of that in the world. I think a lot of us, and, I, and I, I always had a problem all my life with eye contact. Like I don't, I was scared, petrified, I don't know what it was. In my old age I'm getting more, I'm a more confident human than I was when I was younger, so I wouldn't like I, I couldn't stand in my own shoes. I didn't know where I fit on this planet. I don't know. And I wouldn't be able to have a conversation, but with looking, like I can look at somebody in the eye that's talking to me, but when I'm talking to them, like I could do it with you now, but it took a long time for me to understand that. And to this day, I have to catch myself and be like, I did not, I'm like looking all over the people are like, why is he not paying attention to me? There's something about the um, thought process or something of, the, of how much you care about what other people think about what you're saying and what they're taking in and how confident you are in that. that and I'm, I'm a little ADHD, so, uh, or a lot, <laughs> I don't know. I think it's been a benefit. I, I really, uh, you know, when people, I have a lot of friends that tell me, oh, it's affecting my life negatively and I'm and uh, and I've been diagnosed with it and I'm taking like drugs for it and stuff and I'm like that's my superpower why would you fuck with that like I'm like that's like my thing like I, I mean my wife has to deal with it but like and my and my employees and my friends and and stuff like that but that's my super like that's how I get how everything got done I mean it's just my brain just jumps and it goes and where it goes is 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 the place that I want to be um, and for some, sometimes it's not good. Like yesterday, <laughs> we forgot. My assistant took the car. I texted the garage. I get to the garage, and the guy's like, "I don't know where the car is." He he thought it was stolen or something. I was like, "I don't know where it is. Where's the car?" And my assistant was moving out of her apartment. She asked me last week. We talked about it twenty times that she needed the car, told and me, I told, like, yeah. you told me like yeah. on the weekend she's taking the car. Really? We I did. You did tell me. Yeah. No way. Oh shit. But you have this ability, Peter, which is something that I really admire and I want to learn. You are able to say whatever the fuck you're thinking in any moment, regardless of who the person is. And you have worked with some high profile people like you and I met doing this big high profile shoot and you're always shooting all these people who are at the top of their game in all areas of life. How do you manage to do that? Like. How do you have like a process? Are you thinking about, okay, this guy's a billionaire and I'm going to tell him like, you look like shit, do this. What are you doing? Or, like, stop doing that. Like, cause I've, I've seen you like yeah, be yeah. like that with all of this, like very high profile people. How does that work? It's a vibe. It's different for each individual that I come across. It's based off intuition. It's hard to coach that. It's like the next level of what I'm trying to teach photographers. But what it, what it essentially is, is, um, I think each person has to dig into their own personality, be secure enough in it and in their craft that you can, you, like I'm the expert. I don't want to be treated like I'm not the expert. And I think what I found is that people at very high levels of whatever it is in life understand that you're the expert and they, they're like, okay, I'm going to listen to this person. 
people that are more controlling or maybe they don't haven't had that much success or they or they have big egos or something and they just haven't they might be somewhat successful but they're not at the top of their game or something like that sometimes and especially when it comes to appearance they get very controlling and don't give me that you're the expert thing and i feel it and it's like whoa or they push back against my direction and i have to go another route so over the course of shooting thousands and thousands of faces you get a sense of immediately it's not a it's it's immediate vibe listening to your intuition as humans we're very energy centric so you can feel it when you're meshing with somebody or not like I'll give you for example like the second I was in your presence I was like this guy's cool <laughs> like I was like it's just like you have this energy about you that's very easy flowing and you gave it up to me right off the get-go as the expert because you had been studying my stuff since you were a kid you know since you were a teenager so and you have that kind of same thing where you it's, it's so easy to be around you because you have this like I don't care kind of attitude in terms of like you're not thinking oh I'm this big dude that I've done all of the shots and like I'm the man in the way that you treat people but at the same time in the way that you're treating your work you do know that you're the man and you're like okay I'm I'm the guy that knows how to shoot this like just like just 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 do what I'm telling you it's, I get so, excited yeah, about it, it's my really work fun to know? see that combination that's something that I I need to learn and uh, every time I hang out with you I'm trying to pick up on cues on how are you doing this dance and this flow of being super cool and relaxed, but at the same time, you know what you're doing, you know what you want, and you ask for it. I think it's the, the greatest thing about being a creative and an artist is that when you, that I, and a portrait artist for that matter, with, with me, and you do it as well with film, um, is that I'm working with an individual. Like, I only photograph people. So my whole relationship and rapport with that person is predicates the the entire shoot like it's all all the shoots predicated upon that relationship it, I can get the job done you know without it but it doesn't have the juice behind it and I get excited about my work and the fact that I get to take pictures every day so I want that person to really enjoy it right so I, I and I've had enough experiences where I thought shots have gone really poorly and I want to uh, I kick myself in the butt I had this, this incident that came up. I was shooting this person that was like sure of themselves in front of the camera and didn't listen to me and did what they wanted. And I butted heads with this person and I probably shouldn't have. I'm learning as I go. I mean, even at the top of the, however how long I've been at this, it's, it's a learning process every time I press the button of the camera. It, it just has to be. And that's the greatest thing is that, um, you know, and Tom says this, uh, you have to be a lifelong learner. So I am learning as I'm, I don't like the word master. Like I don't, I, I think in headshot land, which is what I call it, uh, as far as headshot photography goes, I don't know that anybody's, um, I've been able to do a lot. Like I, I, I have a lot of time invested with shooting people three feet in front of my camera, but I haven't mastered headshot photography. So um, I don't feel like, I feel like every time that somebody new gets in front of my camera, it's an opportunity. And it's amazing when you're on the same page with somebody, that's when ideas fly in. That's when you're at your best. That's when you don't, there's no stress. It's an energy level that 
you you go into a different like dimension with that person and that's where new ideas come in so when i know that I'm talking to the person because I think my personality wants to be funny. Like I don't, I just decided that if I'm going to teach, I'm going to be funny. If I'm going to shoot, I'm going to try and be funny. If my sense of humor meshes with the client and they're having a good time, I'm getting great shots. Not only that, I'm vibing with them and it's awesome. So, and I think that's a very difficult thing to teach or explain to other people because it's really based on your personality. Like, Somebody, an artist has to create, you know, figure out their personality and what works for them and then somehow connect with their subject through their own means. Mine is through humor a lot of the time. So if I'm having fun with somebody, like I, I, I'll go, I w I'll give, you know, just Tom as an example. Um, I know if I start speaking another language, like I, I know that I'm vibing with the person so much and it's not another language that makes any sense. I start talking like when I do that, a lot of it's humor and a lot of it's like just to see what their face does. But I won't do that if I don't feel comfortable with the person. And then I won't be going off on these outshoots of I just have things that I like to do that are a little crazy um, just to see how the human I don't really care what happens between the whatever I say or do and the moment I press the button I just want that because nobody's gonna know what went on what yeah. but I created a uh, expression or something happened in front of the camera and I know when I'm at that level that that I'm comfortable with that person and then we're vibing and I'm getting great stuff and I'm just letting it and that's when I think your best ideas come because the technicals out of the way you're having fun with the individual it really doesn't matter what you say or do it's just a, a vibe you're getting great shots you got to be excited about your work so I get very excited about my work and that's a totally different feeling than when the client doesn't mesh with you. They're not happy with their, they, they have a, maybe their self image isn't that great. Like they don't like getting their picture taken. The, you hear it immediately out of their mouth. Like this is gonna be tough on you. You know, uh, I didn't get enough sleep last night. I should have lost the 10 pounds. My hair's terrible. I didn't get the right clothes that I want. Any negativity that comes like that into the shoot, I've got to try and do a 180 with it as opposed to the opposite when somebody walks in and is like, hey, I heard you're really good, I'm excited. And then I'm like, whoa, cool, let's go. <laughs> and then you feel it and then you get the best stuff and you have to have, there has to be a healthy excitement for what you're doing on a daily basis. I love taking pictures. So if, if a photographer loves what they do and the, and the subject feels that and the subject is open to it, you're gonna get great stuff. But that's also where you're gonna get the, um, the, new, the new stuff. Like I come up with, I came up with my directorial skills um, by experimenting. The only, I love this quote from Albert Einstein. I've never made one of my discoveries through the process of rational thought. It was all like testing? I mean, rational thought. Like it's not rational to be a portrait photographer. If it was rational for me to direct somebody directly like say what I need them to do I would have thought about it already I've been doing this too long like there's no rational thought involved in me going into another language and saying something or I, I came up with this thing I call it misdirection so I'll make somebody think about something that they don't expect 
like turn your hips towards the Canadian border. Like human beings want to get it right. They want to go there. All of a sudden they're going to go spatially like, okay, where am I? Where Canada? Okay. We're in the United States. <laughs> North is that way. I got to turn this like, so in that process, they're not thinking about their face. They want to get it right. Cause humans, I, I, I found that intelligence, I prey upon humans intelligence because I try to, and I shoot a lot of intelligent humans, but I try to, like, like I hit them with like, hey, by the way, I know I'm a photographer, I'm capturing you, but I'm a facial conveyance strategist, first and foremost. And they're like, what? What? <laughs> I'm like, nobody ever said that. And I've had a lot of clients say to me, like, how'd you learn this stuff? Why do you, I've never experienced anything like this before. It's because the, the, if you take a human being, put them in front of a camera and you don't give them direction toward their face, you're going to get very bland expressions. It's just like, unless they're used to cameras all the time. I've shot some celebrities that get in front of my camera and I just press the button. They look amazing. I mean, I was shooting Sofia Vergara. I have a picture of her in my front room. And I remember being on the shoot and I was like, every time I press the button, this woman looks amazing. Like she's just phenomenal in front of the camera. So sometimes the person will do it for you and do the work for you and you'll get great stuff. At the end of the session, I was like, can you punch the camera? Like I started to direct her and that's the shot that's out in my lobby. But it's stuff like that. And a lot of times, sometimes if I get a big, I guess I shouldn't say a big client, every human being is important to me, but a, a celebrity type like that, like there's, there's this, I kind of get psyched because I was, I just kind of, I like shooting people that are, that are, you know, successful and potentially well-known, you know, I if they're photographed a lot, it's even better because then I'm like, I can look at their pictures and I can be like, okay, what am I, what good expression am I going to get out of them? What's going to be different than what they've already got as a presence on the web or something like that. So it gets exciting for me. Who has been with some of your like craziest people that you shot that were super famous and then you got to do something awesome with them? Well, one of my favorite ones is, um, I was shooting this girl. And I shot a bunch of pictures of her. And at the end of the shoot, and we had fun, and she was great in front of the camera. And um, she looks at me and she goes, I'm gonna be a superstar. And she was like 12. And, and like she said it with such confidence and stuff when we were at the end of the shoot. And her mom turns to me and she goes, she is pretty good. And I was just like, she's so sure of herself. That's crazy. And. Um, it was Ariana Grande when she was 12. I mean, this was like, you know, I don't think anything hit for five years or whatever. I don't know. Well, maybe she was, I don't know when she hit 15, 16, whatever. Um, but she was so sure of herself as a 12 year old. And I loved that I got to capture those moments of her and see her in that innocence. And then having her say that, like, I, I never think like, like, I probably wouldn't often think that of one line that somebody said to me on a shoot, like, I don't remember every day and I don't remember every person, but for some reason I remember this 12 year old because it was so impactful. I'm going to be a superstar. The way she said it, I was like, I was like blown away. And, and sure enough, she knew. So that inspired me. I was like, like confidence is so enormous in what we do. Like she knew, and I don't think she was going to be stopped. That was cool. It was really cool. I mean, I have ones that are like my favorites. I had a, a chef uh, named Marcus Samuelson, and he's a very famous chef. He's amazing. And, but 
he has a restaurant up in Harlem and I had to photograph him in the restaurant. So I shot his headshot in the restaurant and he's like, hey, let's go walk around. And I was like, okay. And I walked around the streets with him and people would flock to him and he would light up and be nice to everybody. And I felt like this walking, uh, you know, I shot him while we were walking. I was talking to him while we were walking. I just had such a good time seeing him interact with people and being so famous in his community and, and giving back to that community and being like talking to everybody that came by. It was really, really inspiring. I, I loved him um, and being with him. But the doors that the cameras opened for me have been phenomenal. Like I never realized how, how many doors a camera can open for you. Like it's just like a lot of people you know, value photography and, and, and I've been very fortunate to, to be able to have the camera and be able to do things that are, that are super cool over the course of my life. It's done a lot of different random things for me um, that I'm very fortunate. So Peter, if you could do anything in the world, time is no limit, money is no limit, what would you do? I mean, I want to win a gold medal. <laughs> but I think I'm over the hill. Unfortunately, I trained for the Olympics for two quadrenniums and I didn't make the team and I just love sailing. Yeah, I still sail. I just think that, that um, you know, if I look back in my life, I, was, I, was just, I just finished third in the, in the country at the U.S. National Championship for the boat I sail. And um, I was sitting down at, at dinner and I was with the guy that won who's been a competitor of mine for years. He's an amazing sailor. But um, when he was younger, he, I used to kick his butt and then he got older and then he trained for the Olympics too. And then he went on to be an incredible sailor. Uh, and, I, and I said, you know, I'm a much better photographer than I am sailor. And I'm a damn good sailor. <laughs> so I feel very fortunate to be at the top of the game in two things that, that I that I do, and sailing is like my outlet. I can never give that up, and it's and it's my passion. So, photography, I don't really look at it like work. I think um, I love it. I never feel like I'm working. You know, I just feel like this is. I, I love creating these images, and I love you. You've seen me. You know, how yeah, excited like we, I get. We yeah. spent all day shooting, and then we went to dinner, and then we came back to some more shooting. It was yeah. like 10:30 at night, and yeah. like I love that about you. You have so much energy, so. I'm yeah. really grateful for all the time that I've got to spend with you and you probably don't know but you have had a huge influence in me and like uh, every time thanks. I think about where I want to go in the future and like who I want to be like, like you're one of those guys that is really up there. So I uh, really thanks. appreciate the interview. Thank you so much for the time. And thanks Axel. Hopefully we get to stay friends for a long time. For and sure. To learn. Are you kidding hopefully me? Yeah, get to be as cool as you when I'm here. Ah, come on. You're super cool already. You got a leg up on, on, on me for sure. Awesome. Thank you so thanks, much. Thanks, man. Bro. Awesome. That was fun. Awesome. Yeah, that was good. Cool. That's it.